better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Tuesday episode of the show. Today's podcast is brought to you by TDN Premium. Folks, if you haven't signed up for TDN Premium yet, what are you waiting for? It is time to do so. You get all the trades in the mock draft machine. You get the trade by trade cutting reports. You get access to the premium Slack channel where it's like a thousand people talking ball all day, every day. Check it out. $10 a month or $30 for the year over at the draftnetwork.com. Kyle, what's up? Not a math guy, but $10 a month versus $30 for the year seems like a pretty straightforward proposition. Listen. Yeah, you should just sign up for the year. Because if you sign up now, you're also getting some 2022 overlap. Yeah. I'm just saying. So yeah, yeah, that's like I me. Mean, that's, cool. that's better than the salary cap. You know what I mean? Like correct, correct. <laughs> this this is uh, this is for getting a guy on the last two years of his deal. All the guaranteed money is gone. They front loaded the deal. Yeah. You're getting it at a major bargain. Yeah. You know who's not getting a major bargain? Dak Prescott. That guy we got. Don't... We don't know as of recording this. <laughs> We, we sat here with our thumbs up our butt for about five minutes, 10 minutes, waiting to see if the details were going to come out. But we convene on Monday night ahead of the live stream on YouTube, the Draft Network, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check it out, Tuesdays and th- or Mondays and Thursdays. We waited, played the waiting game to find out if we were going to get word on what Dak got paid, and we don't know yet. So as of recording... We do not know if it came out overnight. If it came out halfway through the show, Chris is looking at me like it might have come out just now. Then God bless him. But Dak Prescott, I guarantee you, will not come. At the a money kick. is out. The, the money is out. out. Four years, one hundred and sixty million, one twenty-six guaranteed. The first three years average forty-two million dollars. I'm not all a math that, guy, all, but one sixty divided that. by four is forty. All that for it to come out now. So remember Dallas, you could have signed him two years ago and probably paid 33 and a half to 35, but at least you paid him on the franchise tag. Good for Dak though. So on a serious note, good for Dak. I know we, it's, we made a big deal about not paying Dak and how they handled that situation. They let several other market reset contracts get out in front of them. Dak Prescott's a $40 million a year quarterback. Chris Schubert is probably beside himself at the dynamics of paying a quarterback, not named Patrick Mahomes, that kind of money. I mean, what, what, I mean, what is, what is Kyler Murray going to get next year? What is, <laughs> what, what, what is, what is Josh Allen about to get? Like, what are these guys going to get? Cause it's probably going to be more than that. Adam Schefter, the deal can be worth up to $164 million. So and it has a 40, 41. Tell me, tell me Dak got a no trade clause. He also got a no trade you clause. You idiots. Kyle's beside himself from the Cowboys' perspective here. This is the, I am team always set the market. I would always rather be out in front of paying a guy than paying him after guys like Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, who are better quarterbacks, get their contracts. Good for all that. this over a fourth year and a fifth year or something. Wasn't that the, the big sticking point last year in these negotiations? Correct. So throw the franchise tag that they paid him this year on top of that. And that's the five-year deal that Dallas wanted. And what'd they pay him? Yikes. <laughs> Almost $200 million for five years? He, 
because they couldn't agree on a four-year deal versus a five-year deal. So we'll pay you the franchise tag fully guaranteed. You get hurt that year. We don't even get a full year of production out of you. And then we'll give you the four-year $40 million per year. He also got something else in the trade that I can, or in the deal that I'd like to add in. He there's a no trade, there's a no tag provision. So at the end of the deal, they can't then tag him again. <laughs> so this is like authentic, real reaction. We're talking about this, but we're As also just glued to the timeline. Yeah, no, just it's just for every yeah. damn nugget we can get. Yeah. So this is Dak and his camp came back to Dallas, the end of the season, and they said so. How was life without us? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> Getting hurt was the best thing that could have happened for him. You didn't enjoy it. Well, then let me tell you what's going to happen. Anything and everything that I want, you're going to give it to me. A four-year deal instead of a five-year deal. Just like Zeke. Yeah. Just like Amari Cooper. Just yeah. like Jalen Smith. Yep. Yikes, man. Well, we okay. don't have to talk about his free agency on today's edition of Draft Dudes. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? I thought we were just going to talk about Dak the whole time. Yeah, that's that's uh, cross that one off the list, right? You're Steve Buscemi and uh, Billy Madison. You, Chris, you don't get that reference? Never seen it. Christ. Joe, you seen Billy Madison? Back to school. Back to school. Remember when he called up the guy who used to bully and he apologizes? Steve Buscemi, the guy who's all bug-eyed and turns around and crosses his name off the list. And then later in the movie, when they have the big stand of the big climax, the guy shows up and like shoots the villain in the movie. And he's like, thank God I called that guy. To prove to my dad that I'm not a fool. fool. Oh, I see what's going on here. Stop staring at me, Schwan. (laughs) Let's go. Free agents. We're talking non-offensive line, offensive free agent prospects. So we're talking quarterbacks, skill running backs, player? tight end, skill players, whatever you want to call them. I, I got all off track that you and I can mutually quote a movie together. It's mind-boggling. First time ever. It's first time ever. It is. It Usually is. it's That's just you going on. I'm like, are you done yet? And I had more there. That was great. All right, so Dak Prescott was going to be the lead here, but uh, he's a Dallas Cowboy. So Chris Godwin. Wide receiver, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. People there seem to think he is not going anywhere. Destined for the franchise tag, it seems like, right? You would think. That's what I'd be willing to bet. I, but I don't think it, I don't think there's a real conversation to be had about him playing for a different team next year. Do you agree with that? 25 years old, how whether, much he means to this offense? Whether he's under a new contract or he's under the franchise tag, I fully express, expect Chris Godwin to be back. All right, so maybe there's a more interesting conversation to be had about Allen Robinson, 27 years old. Production's always there. Seems like things are not great with his status with Chicago in terms of, you know, I I don't know that he wants to be there, right? And I think the messaging has really indicated that he's probably going to play for a different team next year. Well, what's interesting is, is there is some level of a tease that they may tag him. And I think it would be smart for them to tag him. Because if he decides he doesn't want to be there, then you could trade him. Yeah, I, I think if you're Chicago, that's got to be your play, right? Like, worst case scenario, you trade him and get get something. I I feel really bad about the prospect of letting him walk and getting a compensatory three, depending on what I do in free agency. I can't do that. 
I can't in good conscience let that good of a wide receiver. Allen Robinson is a top blank receiver in the NFL. 10. You can't let that guy walk out of the door for nothing. You cannot do it. That's so what let's say he does. What that's, let's have that conversation. There should be plenty of teams that are in the market for him. I got to think at this point now in Robinson's career, he's going to want to go to an offense that has like a nice structure in place and a reliable quarterback. They're, they're teasing potential return to Jacksonville. Play with Trevor well, I mean, Lawrence. that'd be great for Trevor Lawrence. Stylistically, this is the type of receiver yep. that Trevor Lawrence has had a lot of success for. Success with, excuse me. So, I don't know. I, I, he's going to get a year, I would expect. Jacksonville's got $80 million in cap. You've got some of these other teams, uh, the Colts. They're probably not going to spend. The Jets are in the top five in cap. Chris with the thumbs up. You guys are getting Juju Smith-Schuster. Thumbs up again. He's he happy care. with that too. Great. Well, there you go. But uh, that that would be my expectation for Allen Robinson. Is you're talking eighteen to twenty million dollars per season. Uh, would he go back to Jacksonville? There's not like a team that's closer to competing that should be in the market for this guy. I mean, you got to look at with what you're expecting market rate is for him. You you do have to take into account. Right. And you can you can structure the signing bonus or whatever and give him a low year one salary and prorate a signing bonus out year over year. And you can make it work so that he doesn't have a big cap. But like if you're a team that's got 10 million in that ballpark of cap space to work with, you're not. So there's really you've cut the league in half to begin with. So I really struggle with finding a laundry list of teams that are going to pay him 20 million per. Yeah, the teams that have money don't necessarily have what we're looking for in terms of situation. Maybe the Chargers, they got some cash, but they got receivers. Yeah. If Deshaun goes to Miami, that would be one, right? Imagine if he did go to the Chargers with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. That would be fun. They got they have to find like four starters on the offensive line before we could start having that conversation. You let you let Hunter Henry walk. There's half of it. What about the Bengals? They wouldn't make a run at Robinson, would they? Be great for Joe Burrow. A little bit redundant with what they have in T. Higgins, but I mean Higgins, Boyd, and Robinson would be friggin' good, right? Oh. And you draft Penny Sewell and Prosper. T. Higgins probably goes to bed at night and dreams that he becomes Allen Robinson someday. So I'm not letting T. Higgins stop me from signing him. You're not, but since he might, uh, uh you know, a kind of adverse team to spending. New England needs him. Well, is he gonna go there to play with Jimmy, Jimmy. Or Jimmy G or whoever the heck they get. I mean, maybe they, they need him. They've got the cap space. That's the best move New England can make, by the way, is trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, don't, bring, as... don't, don't bring in Mac Jones. You're Bill Belichick. You're 69 years old. You only got a couple years left. You're trying to win. I'm not trying if to hijack my... the pod, but that would be my move if I was Belichick. Sure. So... Trading for Jimmy G as opposed to investing pick 15 or whatever they have on, on Mac Jones, I'm doing that all day because you're not giving up a right. one for Jimmy G. Correct. So beyond Allen Robinson, there's some really good wide receiver names on the market. Joe, would you like me to read a few off to you? Please. Okay, we have T.Y. Hilton, 32 years old. Uh, Sammy Watkins, 28 years old. Marvin Jones, 31 years old. Corey Davis, 26. 
I don't want to put John Ross in this bucket. I'm sorry. Will Fuller, 27 years old. We talked about Juju Smith-Schuster, Curtis Samuel. Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, who's now reportedly the the wins out of Detroit are, are rumored that they may just let him walk and knock him 16-year, which I would endorse. The most attractive guy to me is Corey Davis. After we get through you know, Godwin and, and Robinson, Corey Davis is to be the guy that I'm interested in the most. I, I think he has the most value to Tennessee. But, I mean, like, he's been productive. He's had monster games. He's also played through a lot of injuries to this point. I know that that's a concern in and of itself. But if there's, like, somebody worth throwing some money at and, and believing that there's a somewhat of a long-term ceiling there, I'd go after Corey Davis. I think Curtis Samuel's the most enticing remaining wide receiver free agent. And I know right. you, you you live in the town, so you see him every weekend. I get it. The question with Curtis Samuel, Kyle, and this is this is a good one. The reason I don't think Carolina should pay him is he's going to be their fourth option in that offense. Yeah. So what scenario are you comfortable with giving him $11, $12 million a season? where he's playing a that's a top two, top three weapon for your offense, and are you comfortable with that? I don't see why not. I think he's versatile. Um, I don't think he's somebody you have to scheme touches for. Uh, he was – he's somebody who can create in short spaces. Um, I, I think if you have guys who can stretch the field other places – and really soften those zone coverages and and allow him to to catch some stuff underneath. He has the game breaking speed. I'm comfortable with him. And I my most appealing dynamic for Curtis Samuel is the fact that like you said, he's 10 11 million dollars. What's Corey Davis going to get? Genuine question. 15 16 probably yeah, I guess. I would rather pay Curtis Samuel 10 11 than than Corey Davis. With his injury history and finally having a breakout year in a contract year, that's scary. And I loved Corey Davis coming out. He's my wide receiver one that year. But I'd rather pay Curtis Samuel $5 million less for a very different kind of player. There's part of me that says, just draft somebody. Then there's part of me that goes back to that message I preached all year long about developing quarterback around developing weapons. Mm-hmm. If you have a quarterback that you're planning to bring in or you have a young quarterback, giving them one of these guys that you, you kind of know what you're getting is wise to me. I have two more names that I want to touch on. Yeah. Uh, the first one is not an under-the-radar guy, but he had an under-the-radar year this past year, in my opinion, and that's Nelson Aguilar. What do you think the market's going to be for Nelson Aguilar? Because last year, I believe last year, he played for like a million dollars in Las Vegas. That's a great value for the production that you got for him. PFF has his projected contract at two years, 15 million. So seven and a half a year, 10 million guaranteed. You taking the over under on that? I'm taking the under in this free agent environment. Oh, so am I. And then, listen, if you're a sports gambler, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. 
Plus, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television with real time updated odds and props on just about everything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. Plus, it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. So, Nelson Aguilar. I'm also taking the under on seven and a half per. And that's a really attractive addition to me. Guy's got a little juice. He could play inside, outside. You're going to have some frustrating lapses with hands and all that. And I get it. But Aguilar is one of those guys that, like, would you pay Corey Davis twice as much as what you could pay Nelson Aguilar? Depends on the team. and and But I see what you're saying. I, I do. I mean, if you get him at two, six, uh, you know, one year, six million or something, you got to love the year he had. I guess I lied. I said there were two names. There are three names. We mentioned Juju Smith-Schuster. We did not acknowledge Juju Smith-Schuster, who's a really tough projection in free agency because of the offense that Pittsburgh played last year. Sure, but we've also seen him be very productive in different With Antonio offenses. Brown. Okay, so go, go look at his production without Antonio. Have him go somewhere that has a good receiver. You're not asking him to come be your your number one. You are if you're the Jets and you're just throwing money to try and bring a guy in. <laughs> Did the Jets not learn their lesson with you know Brashad Perriman and Fant Chris, and Chris Van is shaking Rogen. his head. I no. mean, come on. I, I want to like Joe Douglas, but if he does this again in free agency, I'm gonna start having questions. New York's gonna sign one of these guys, Chris. Who's it gonna be? I would like it to be Corey Davis, but I think it's going to be Juju. Think about his brand, right? He's he's one of these athletes with a big individual brand. Why wouldn't the TikTok he? dances? You you want to go to New York, the biggest market of all? Help your individual brand. Help your endorsement deals off the field. This is everything I wouldn't want to pay. This is this is the dangerous game that is free agency. But, like, who else is going to sign Juju Smith? Like, Miami, maybe. I think it's the same conversation. The Patriots, the Jaguars. He ain't going to New England. Are you kidding? Dude wants to dance on logos in pregame, and you think he's going to go play for Bill Belichick? I'm just saying they have a needed receiver, and they have cap space. It's worth mentioning. Who's the most bland, vanilla personality in the wide receiver rooms? Because that's who's going to go sign in New England. Sammy Watkins. What about Sam. Will Fuller? We we have not mentioned Will Fuller at all. And we still got to get through him? running backs. No, but speed kills, brother. We know this. Estimated this contract. Estimated contract from Will Furl, Will Fuller, Will according Farrell. to yeah, I was I, I really did. That's exactly what happened. Uh Will Fuller. According to PFF, five years, $87.5 million, mm. 25 guaranteed. That's 17 and a half per season. No, For guys, ne- never no, had a thousand yard receiving season. No, thank you. Speed kills, and so does that contract. Correct. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, now. by the way, he's going to miss the start of the season with a, a PED suspension. <laughs> no, thank you. I'd rather give Kenny Stills one year, one and a half million or something like that, wouldn't you? Over that for Will Fuller? 
remember when Houston pinched pennies on the trade uh, trade deadline and didn't trade him? And oh god, now probably gonna let him walk away for nothing. The jokes write themselves, don't they? Yeah, are you done with receivers? Because there's some tight ends I want to ask you about. Okay, what do, what do you think about the running backs right. too? At some point, R- running backs don't matter. Tight ends. Um, Shut up. Oh, <laughs> Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith at the top of this tight end class yes. for free agency. Yes. Don't sleep on Gerald Everett, but yes. I think he's a tick below, but that's fair. Okay. Gronk. No mention of Gronk. He's going to go back to Tampa if he. I mean, he's going to go back and he's going to go back. Okay, to Tampa. Well, you got to at least acknowledge it. To me, the bargains it. are like Anthony Ferkser and Dan Arnold. That that's who I'd be interested in. But Henry and Smith are the are the marquee names. You see anybody making a big splash? I mean, somebody's going to pay these guys. They're going to be playing for somebody. How much space does Atlanta have? Negative. Negative. They're terrible. Negative 19. Well, that's not great. So that eliminates them. Obviously, the Arthur Smith presence there. Would love to get them some tight ends. Baltimore. How much space does Baltimore have? 18.2. Let's cook with gas now. Okay. So... You've got Mark Andrews. You got Nick Boyle. You need a mismatch guy. Janu. Does he really fit that offense, though? Why not? I guess you could put him in the backfield, right? You could put him at H. Yeah. You could put him in the backfield. Absolutely. He could be okay. your F. Okay, I'm in. Does I'm he in. work in New England? <laughs> New England will make any tight end work. And they just they just drafted Asi Asi and um, Dalton Keene, right? Like in third and don't, fourth round last don't year. Don't prevent good players from. No, I understand that, that, but it's, at some point you have to look at your investments and like realize the opportunity costs and try to get better somewhere else. And they get Matt Lacoste back, who I think they like from opt out. Kyle Rudolph's totally going to New England. By the way, that was right. there. You in, go. Put it in Sharpie. That what one's kind of happy. deal do you think he gets? Kyle Rudolph? I mean, one year, four million or something like that. Okay, all right. It's not going to be a big one, right? I mean, I or Rudolph's thirty-two. Is he really season. okay? Thirty-two this season. So. You know, Mercedes Lewis still still cranking it out, man. He's a good blocker. Free agent, thirty-seven so, years old. What's the forecast for Janu Smith's contract? Do you have that? Yeah, courtesy uh, of our friends at the ProFootballFocus.com. Four years, thirty-eight million. 20 and a half million guaranteed. That's an average annual value of nine and a half. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Not a math guy, but I figured that one out. What about Gerald Everett? Gerald Everett. Uh, three years, 21.75 million, 14 million guaranteed, 725 average. So would you rather pay Janu Smith nine and a half or Gerald Everett seven? Very similar athletic profiles. I'm more comfortable with what I've seen from Janu. Of course, because he was in an Arthur Smith offense that featured tight ends. So you think I can get Janu Smith production at a discount in Gerald Everett? I do. As your tight end one? It's same role. Is Janu Smith your tight end one? Yes. Is Janu Smith your inline tight end? I guess, yeah. You're going to put his hand in the dirt and let it you're ask probably, him. So you're going to have another guy. You're going to have yes, somebody you have else. To have gonna, another, and yeah, everybody has have, that guy. Right, everybody Mercedes has that Lewis guy who or, plays with his hand in the dirt. Yeah. He's the inline guy, and he plays on third and short. 
you don't put yeah. that you don't put that premier receiving option with his hand in the dirt. So yeah, if you're going to have Janu Smith be your featured receiving target in the passing game, I think you can get comparable production out of a comparable athletic skill set in Gerald Everett and save a couple bucks. That would be my move. Gerald Everett 27, Janu Smith 26. One of them just so happened to play in an offense, Arthur Smith, that was masterful at generating production out of tight ends. All right. Any of the tight ends? I mean, no, I'm good. Okay, good. Well, I need to tell everybody about our friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for your classic or daily driver and you're looking for engine control modules, brake parts, taillight, motor oil, even new carpet, rockauto.com has everything you need in one easy to navigate catalog. And in just a few clicks, you can get everything you need delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs. And right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Joe's here to tell you running backs don't matter, and I'm here to tell you Joe's full of Running backs do matter. You just don't want to pay for them. So let's talk about a team but that's do you? a mistake. But do you? What, what we, do you had mean, this do conversation. You? we had this conversation. Would you rather invest a first-round pick and get four or five years of a running back at cheap value but use a premier draft pick to acquire one, or would you rather pay – one of the lowest annual average salary positions in the NFL, top dollar, and use your salary cap investments elsewhere. I choose neither. Those aren't my only two options. I can draft one on day two. All the good running backs, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones Joe is Mixon. a free running back, by the way. That's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't you just go get one of those guys? You don't have to draft one in the first round or okay. pay one. Would you, would you rather use a top 50 pick on a running back or pay a running back market value when it's the like the third lowest annual average salary position in the NFL for top dollar and just know I'm going to have 6 million less to scrape off the top elsewhere, but I don't have to use a top 50 pick and get four years or five years. If he's in the first round of a player with a premium pick on the running back position, because most of those other examples that you gave are still top 50 selections. Right. It's a fundamental difference once you get into that second round. You protect yourself from yourself because their contract expires in four years. Give me Jonathan Taylor. Give me Cam Akers. Give me J.K. Dobbins. There's just I I just I can't do this with like paying running backs. It's never a good idea. It's a no exceptions policy. I will give you this. Paying a running back in free agency is paying them for what they have done not for what they're going to do for you. Because so much of running backs, you get put through the ringer early on in your career. You're lucky if you make it to the end of your second contract unscathed. But we see year over year over year, the way you structure contracts matters. Yep. So if you give a guy a four-year deal with significant dollar amounts, but you put it in the first two years of the deal and you can get out of it after two years, I don't know. So Aaron Jones is the big conversation, right? He's, Correct. he's the best back on the market. Um, kind of a sour end to his run with Green Bay. But overall, I mean, 
just did a great job here maximizing a fifth-round pick at running back, and now he's going to get paid. Do you have any teams that you like here to shell out this money? Now, I, I can – I'm going to have a better appetite for teams that are not paying a quarterback, obviously. Right. Of course. Now, let me ask you this. What is his projected dollar amount? Because I bet it comes in below whatever his projected dollar amount is. Four years, 30, excuse me, four years, 52 million, 30 no. million guaranteed, 13 no. million average. That's what all the backs last year got 13, right? Except for Kamara got like five years, 75. And they signed with their old team. So he hits the market and that changes it? Yeah. Look at what Melvin Gordon got last year. <laughs> Two years, $16 million. Because these other teams in free agency aren't dumb. Yeah, Chris. I'm looking at overthecap.com, and I'm looking at all the teams with cap space. None of them have a direct need at running back. I don't know how he gets $13 the Jets million. Don't, you, what, okay, so address that from the Jets' perspective. Sure. Are you cool with P. Ryan? Are, are you Is cool that, with trying? Are, are you cool with making the Le'Veon Bell mistake again? Oh, I'm I'm definitely not cool. I'm rolling that's, with Michael P. Ryan. That's but I'm asking fresh. you, that, 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 that's a clear conversation. No, I don't that's too saying. fresh of a wound. It's too fresh of a wound to do that again. So you're saying, you're saying, you're, you're simultaneously saying that they don't have a need at running back, but the reason to not, but they do have, I, I don't understand not, what you're saying. Yeah. So the reason to not go after Aaron or Aaron Jones is because the Le'Veon Bell contract blew up in your face. Yes. Plus we're getting a running back at 23. So it doesn't really matter. Oh, geez. okay. But so. So you do agree that the Jets have a need at running back? It is one of the positions that they need to at- address in some capacity. Yes. Do I think they should spend thirteen million dollars? Two positions they need to address in capacity, and that's why the, safety. That's, that's why, why the case is there to not address to pay thirteen back. million dollars. Yeah, because they need everything. Their roster's bad. Are the Patriots going to spend that kind of money? Is Washington no. going to spend no. that kind of money? Indy doesn't need a running back. The Bengals don't need a running back. The Broncos, they got like four guys that they can they go to. They just signed Melvin Gordon. The Chargers, Austin Eckler's fine. They just the 40, gave Austin Eckler a contract. And what 40, was his contract? I think it was just short of $8 million, wasn't it? Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. The 49ers can get – they can sign a guy yeah, and he'll be good right. for them, good the way that they coach guys up. Uh, Kyle, the Dolphins? Yes. There is, mu- there is reported mutual interest between Jones and the Dolphins. Well, have fun with that. So here's the question right now. Get, if you're Miami, you, you know the – but dude, there's no there's nobody else in the market here, right? If you're Correct. Miami, you're like, okay, yeah, we'd love to have Aaron Jones, and we know that nobody out there really needs you, and nobody really has any cap space. You can get that on a bargain. Or is Correct. this a situation where Aaron Jones says, Yeah, I'm gonna take a, a one year deal and, and ball out and see if I can get a better payday next year? Man, that's so risky for backs. For sure. It's, it's risky for everybody, but for running backs, it's especially risky. I could not endorse it. Now Aaron Jones is his own man. He's got his own representation. He's got his own interests. Maybe he goes that route. But from my perspective, Aaron Jones has to look at all those players and examples you gave of running backs getting 13 million plus. Those were backs that were retained by the team that drafted them, that were paying them strategic contracts with a lot of money in the front of the deals and not a lot of guarantees in the back end of the deals. So they're shorter term deals than what they look like. The best example of a running back hitting the open market last year was Melvin Gordon, and he didn't sign until, like, he was on the market for a while. Yeah, it felt like we never stopped talking about Melvin Gordon. And he signed for two years, $16 million, and an annual average salary of $8 million per, which I believe is the eighth highest salary in the NFL. All of the other seven names above him 
were either drafted by that team on a first-round contract or alternatively paid a second contract by a team that drafted them. Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, all of them. So <laughs> where do we get here? Uh, so if you hit the open market, you're yeah, you're not you're not getting I'd be stunned if he got more than nine million per. I guess that's where I go back to is I'm, I'm a little surprised that more guys haven't hit the open market. You're right. I mean, these guys are staying as much as I sit here and say it's bad to pay running backs. The NFL's paying them. They're doing it. Well, and that's these guys aren't dummies. They probably see it too. Hey, if I sign with this team, I have an, a chance to get 150% what my contract would be if I hit free agency and I go sign with somewhere else. I'm not going to get paid somewhere else. It's going to be fascinating to, to monitor that situation. I, who's the other good, like, is Chris Carson? Chris Carson. Ta- Chris Carson. How do you trust that guy's never healthy, man? Ever. Right. Like, but But if you give him the Jordan Howard contract, which was two, two years, years nine, $9.8 million with no guaranteed money in this. Yeah. He had no guaranteed money in the second year of the deal. Yeah. That's what he's going to have to settle for. He's yep. a good back when he's healthy, but I mean, stylistically too, you know what I mean? Like he's just not going to last. Who was the back that was ready to sit out all year? Uh, Devonta Freeman. Remember Devonta <laughs> Freeman was like, he got offered one year, $5 million by Seattle. And he's like, nah, that's not enough. Thanks. I'll sit <laughs> out if I have to. What did he end up signing for? peanuts with the giants and then he got cut he was signed to like he was on the bills practice squad at the end of the year okay his his deal was uh 1.35 million dollars don't turn your nose up at the deal man no heck no dude so uh, kenyan drake said, yeah bet we'll give the same contract to, to carlos hyde <laughs> he turned <laughs> it down seattle said okay we'll call the next back offer him the exact same thing right just go down the rolodex yep facts <laughs> To me, the, the the interesting conversation are some of these more complimentary backs. Duke Johnson, who I like as a receiving threat. James White, same story. Jamal Williams, an elite pass protector. You know, you, you've got what, – what's up with Matt Breida, right? Like, I thought he was going to be something in Miami. He can't stay healthy. Well, no, they didn't trust. He had, he had a couple untimely fumbles. But oh, no. Miami Miami's offensive line was geared towards 320-plus pounds up front apiece. And Breed is an outside zone runner. Yeah, Jeez, nobody's yeah, no work. nobody's hitting landmarks. Like yeah. in hindsight, Miami Miami tried to play the game where they're like, "Wow, we've got all these options in the draft and free agency. We'll let the board fall to us." Well, fifty six rolls around and like the top six backs are off the board, and you didn't sign anybody in free agency. So now you're left with your hands in your pockets. So they they manufactured a deal for probably the best available running that they could find on day three. That just happened to be Breed, and it wasn't a good fit. I low-key really like that Jordan Howard, Matt Breida, like, idea. Right. Just the wrong players. Right. And the offensive line's not developed enough. What about Mike Davis? Nice year filling in for McCaffrey. Yeah, man. 28. Projected two years, eight and a half million. See, yeah, I could get behind signing a player like that, too. That's a great value. It's a shame some of these other guys – Gus Edwards, Philip Lindsay, they're restricted free agents. Yeah. You know, wouldn't it be nice if those guys were on the market? You feel really excited about what they could bring to your team. 
Right. Instead, they'll they'll be there for next to nothing for the existing teams who are going to tender them. What about uh? I got one more name for you, Joe Leonard Fournette. I don't know. I, I mean, if you're a gap run team, he dropped a million passes for the Buccaneers. Like he was good in the Super Bowl in the playoffs. Lombardi Lenny. I I don't know, man. To me, he just he screams like go sign with the Chiefs or something. You know, like is anybody gonna sign Leonard Fournette to be like their feature back? Is he looking at the Howard deal? We have breaking news. Oh gosh. I, I saw this breaking news. I didn't want to do this to my friend here live on the show. I was going to wait till we were done recording. Oh, Dude. no. Yeah, I didn't want to do it to him. Oh, no. All right, can we try, can we very quickly, because we are up against it. Yeah, here. we got to go. Sorry, guys. We can't talk about it. Oh, no. So, Joe, the Dolphins have made a trade live while we're doing the podcast. I see said trade. Kyle's okay. got a lot of work to do suddenly. I, Isaiah Wilson is now a member of the Miami Dolphins. The Titans and Dolphins have made a trade. Here's here's what we know is that the way that Kyle Krabs views offensive linemen is not very consistent with the way that the Miami Dolphins uh, view offensive linemen. But we, we my don't... guy couldn't stay out of trouble at Nashville. Right, put him in I South. Think he's going to stay out of trouble in Miami in South Beach. Okay. So a swap of picks. We I mean this could be swapping oh. like a fifth for a sixth. Yeah, let's do that. That's a low risk. You're not Whatever. Get, here's the here the, here's the real problem with it though. You Kyle, take on the you, contract. You take on the contract. Yes, yeah. that's if he hits, if he hits, you move Robert Hunt inside the guard. Now you go Austin Jackson. We'll move Solomon Kinley to left guard because he was good. You got a center. You got to figure out. You got Robert Hunt at right guard and Isaiah Wilson at right tackle. Somehow the Miami Dolphins got bigger on the offensive line. They Somehow. did. They did. These guys are. What's the average across there? Three hundred thirty pounds. It is. And now wait until they they now wait until they replace Ted Karras with like Landon Dickerson in the draft too. Oh God! They'll add another fifteen pounds to the center position. Aaron Jones run about these guys. You know, it's got to keep two going here. The tidal wave. We're done. We got the live stream. We got to go. We got to go. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks as always for tuning in to the Draft Dudes podcast. We hope to talk to you guys again tomorrow.